always, I'm Crystal. I'm Christina. And I'm Callie. And so, um, yeah, so today, Porter Combos is taking over Disneyland next weekend. <laughs> well, part of the quarter. Three quarters of us are. <laughs> and I'm jealous. <laughs> Christina's not going to Disneyland with wah, us. Wah, wah. <laughs> Poor Christina. But the rest of us are taking over Disneyland. And I hope you have a fabulous time. We're going to have a fabulous time. I really time. do, though. I, I, hope. I really do. Or else it's going to gonna make me real sad <laughs> oh i can't wait i'm so excited you can't be sad at the happiest place on earth that's true but like i always say no vacation ever goes well for me so i'm like well it better what's the problem this time gonna be so we'll, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, um, i remember like the first time we went to disneyland well not the first time so the first time we went i was like a little tiny tater tot and cubs wasn't even born yet and so I barely remember that. I think I only remember getting on the Matterhorn and crying, and then my dad had to get off the ride. He's all like, "Man!" <laughs> um, but I remember the last time we went, and I remember this really funny story. Like we were getting on Splash Mountain, and um, Ruby was on the ride, and she had sat her or she was sitting on her hat so she wouldn't lose it and stuff like that. But she totally forgot when we got off the ride. Oh no! And so she's waiting over, and she tells my dad, she's like oh no like I forgot the hat I need to go back and get it and this like big old guy like sat down on it and he knew like his I don't know about his butt but it was all over her hat she turns around and tells my dad she's like just kidding I'm not getting that hat back forget about the hat no I remember it was fun though Oh, Pirates was my favorite. It was fun. I've been to uh, Disneyland one time and Disney World one time. Um, when I was in middle school, my grandparents took the whole family, so uh, my mom and dad and us kids and my aunts and their kids, and so there was a total of 13 of us that went to wow. Disney wow. Disneyland <laughs> for a week. It was like the best thing ever. It was awesome. But so they took us to Disneyland for a week, and like one day we went down to Universal Studios. But mm -hmm. when we were at Disneyland, um, one day it like rained, and so all of a sudden the park turned into a sea of yellow ponchos. Oh, yeah. And there were a ton of us, and I'm I was the oldest at 12 or 13, and all my cousins were like, I think the oldest was um, like seven. So <laughs> someone had the idea to write either our initial or our last name on the back of our poncho so nobody got lost. <laughs> nobody did get lost, so that's good. <laughs> that is good. Thirteen of you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like the oh, price and, of my one ticket. And we were missing one because it, when we got back from that trip, my mom found out she was pregnant with my youngest brother. Oh. So, he, <laughs> so we were minus one. Whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you remember? I just remember being terrified. I was so afraid as a kid of like roller coasters, and I thought everything was a roller coaster that my mother was just lying to me. And so every ride we went on, I was like, "It's a roller coaster, and someone's fucking with me." And I, I would just hate the entire thing because I would be like, "Where's the drop? It's coming. I'm not ready." <laughs> we poor cubs here when we were walking like through Space Mountain because it's like really ridiculous a long, long maze before you get to the ride. She was like crying the whole time she was there. <laughs> we remind her like we're not on the ride yet. She's like, "I don't want to be on here. We're like, you're not on the ride." Yeah. So yeah. just my experience was like being happy to be there, but hating going on any ride because it was like it's. I'm gonna die on it. <laughs> so this time, this time now that I'm like good with roller coasters and I'm not a little baby anymore, <laughs> I'm definitely going to enjoy it a lot more than I did as a small child. I know I'm gonna remember a lot more too. Not like yeah, I barely remember these certain things that I happened. I need to go back. I went to Disney World. So when we went to Disney World, it was the graduation trip for myself and my best friend from high school. And it started out like this. I think there was going to be a group of like five or six of us that were going to go. Someone threw the, out the, the idea. We're like, yeah, but we were the only two that followed through with it, which is good because then it was like it was like the best trip ever mm -hmm. with just, just the two of us. So we had a little hiccup, though. So when we got to 
the, when we landed in Florida, our luggage didn't land with us. Oh, no. no. <laughs> so <laughs> I think they paged us as we got off the plane. And they're like, yeah, your luggage ended up over here, but we'll send it to the hotel when we get it. We're like, okay. So we go to the hotel. Um, I don't think it took very long. I think we either got it later that night or the next morning. Mm-hmm. So, like, we, we got it and we were fine. But it... <laughs> I had a coworker like she was mentioning how like she just flew somewhere and her luggage ended up in Alaska. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so she had to wait for her luggage to be shipped back. And I was like, oh, it would be the so worst. Mad. And then so also that was the first time I'd flown well, we were together when we flew, but like flew by myself mm-hmm. anywhere ever. And I was like, great, my luggage is gone. <laughs> and then I've only flown a few times since then, but every time I'm like they better not lose my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what a grown-up. Oh, my gosh. By yourself. That's so crazy. Um, so, to start off this episode, I have a fun little question. Like, why not? Since it's Disney-based. Um, what is your favorite Disney movie? <sighs> favorite movie? Favorite Disney movie? A goofy movie. Hands down. I knew that. Times a thousand. It's a good one. I love a goofy movie. (laughs) I'm not going to say it's my favorite, but definitely the most underrated, I would say, is The Emperor's New Groove. Oh, I love The Emperor's New Groove. But honestly, I love, like, all all the 90s animated Disneys, Mm -hmm. like, all all the, what, Beauty and the Beast, um, Little Mermaid, Lion King, the golden years yeah aladdin like all of those all those are the best for me it's like i like disney but as a kid like i was never really into like watching disney movies like i could watch it like i remember you never really were i could watch it once but it was something like i never really cared to watch for again so i would think the only one that i would say is like my favorite not necessarily my favorite but the one that i could watch more than once would be lion king Oh, I love Lion King. Like, I love Lion King. Yeah. And, the classics, I just... Yeah. I just never really could... Yeah, you know all the songs. <laughs> of course. Everyone knows like, Disney songs. I feel like you just... That's something that you just know. They're absorbed You don't have to necessarily like child. it to know. I guess that's you know? true. I, but I remember it's listening. It's part of your DNA as a child <laughs> to know Disney songs. I remember those little sing-along D or movies that we had. The little sing-along VHS. Oh, so yeah. I pumped that at like for hours at a time. I'm like, oh, this is great. That's how I learned all Disney songs. And also, I think a reason I didn't really maybe have been like not wanting to watch Disney movies. You remember that intro into like every classic Disney movie? It was like the the big like gong or something. Uh, oh, the THX mirror. It scared me. <laughs> that was scary. And it's like you're in a dark room wow. and then that plays and you're like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, because the movie's like super quiet and then that would just come out of nowhere yeah. and just like blow your eardrums so maybe, out of your maybe head. Maybe that was a factor into me not wanting to watch any of the VHSs that we had. Well, that makes sense because it was just scary. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Uh, Disney does have a way of melting your heart and bringing families together, but the true stories behind some of Disney's classics aren't as heartwarming as they are in the movies. Um, In fact, these stories are a lot darker and meant to teach morals using illustration with some wild fantasies. Today we're going to talk about Disney versus the fairy tale. The the differences between... (laughs) That wonderful Disney classic that you've seen and the horrific fairy tale that follows it. Fairy tale or the scary wonderful bedtime tale. Some story. of these are fairy tale or scary tale. Some of these are just like, what? <laughs> I know. Uh, to start off, I'm going to start off with uh, Pinocchio. So we all know the Disney version, which is the story of a little wooden boy brought to life by a beautiful fairy godmother. Um, he had a er, he had Geppetto, who was a loving dad and a wood carver who longed for a son and carved him out of wood, um, and a conscience named Jiminy Cricket who tries to teach him good from bad. Of course, things don't go that way. He gets conned by a fox or Honest John. And his sidekick, Guiden the Cat, 
Um, he's led to Pleasure Island, where he turns to a donkey for his misdeeds. He's sold for slave labor and ends up saving his father, who was swallowed by Monstro when his father goes to search for him. And then after his heroic deed, he is finally a real boy after he learns the error of his ways. So, you know, it has like a nice little happy ending, a little weird, but uh, not as weird (laughs) as the real story. (laughs) Pinocchio. Oh, I love it. It's nuts. (laughs) Um, So, the real story um, starts in Italy where Carpenter Master Antonio, or a.k.a. Master Cherry, finds a block of wood he plans to carve into a leg for his table. He begins to carve the block of wood when the block of wood screams in agony. And he's horrified, (laughs) so he decides to pawn the block of wood off to his neighbor Geppetto. Wow. Hey, bro, I don't want this Just anymore. goes to his next neighbor. It's like, hey, I have this piece of wood. It screamed. Uh, you uh, want yeah, it? Yeah, you, you got something for it? You got a plan for it? Um, where Geppetto then carves it into a boy named Pinocchio. He learns early on that Pinocchio has a mischievous side to him, and after he has been carved, Geppetto teaches him how to walk. Pinocchio then runs out the door and is caught by a cabaneri, which I guess is an Italian officer, um, who assumes that he is being mistreated by Geppetto, and then Geppetto gets thrown in prison. <laughs> Pinocchio then <laughs> heads home alone, where he is greeted by a talking cricket who warns him of the perils of his bad behavior. Pinocchio runs into trouble after trying to look for food, heads home, falls asleep on the stove, and wakes up with burned feet. <laughs> <laughs> though Geppetto um you know gets released from prison and makes him new feet and Pinocchio swears that he will go to school and be a good boy the next morning he notices the great marionette theater where he sells the school book that Geppetto bought for him by selling an expensive coat so he can get a ticket to the show that ungrateful little brat He's a little bastard yeah, he sounds like a little piece of shit he is. <laughs> He's a little brat um, so he sells the coat. He gets a ticket to the show. During the show, he is called out by the puppets on stage and is threatened to be burned, but is ultimately saved when the puppet master feels bad for him and his poor father and gives him five coins to give to Geppetto. On his way home, he is met by a fox and a cat who pretend to be blind and dumb. <laughs> a white blackbird tries to warn Pinocchio of their lies, but is eaten by the cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so nuts. You shut up. Don't tell him anything. <laughs> be quiet, you. Don't be a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> they convince Pinocchio to plant the coins in the field of miracles to get a tree that grows into gold. And, of course, he agrees. After stuffing their face at the Red Lobster Inn, and I'm not making this up. (laughs) I saw that. I was busting up laughing. It's the Red Lobster Inn. Um, They stuff their face at Pinocchio's expense. Pinocchio sets off to plant the gold coins, only to be robbed by the fox and the cat, who are disguised as bandits. But Pinocchio was able to hide the coins in his mouth and bites the cat's paw off and runs away to a a white house. Okay. (laughs) He just bites it off. Okay. That's gangster. (laughs) He knocks on the door and is greeted by a fairy in turquoise. And she tells him that she is dead and waiting for a hearse. The fox and the cat show up to snatch Pinocchio and hang him from a tree but leave after waiting hours for him to suffocate. He is saved by the fairy who bring him who brings him um, to three doctors to see if he is alive or not. Two of them, an owl and a crow, tell her that they are unsure, and the cricket says he is fine, but he has been horrible to his father. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see Cub's face right now. <laughs> Leave him in that coma because he's a horrible child. He's a bastard. (laughs) He is saved by the fairy. Oh, I already said that. Sorry. Um, She she gives him medicine, which helps Pinocchio wake. And she then asks him what happened. 
But as he tells the story, his nose begins to grow, and the fairy explains to him that this is happening because he is a liar. Pinocchio learns that his father is on his way to the fairy's cabin to leave with them. Uh, Pinocchio is excited. He leaves to go greet his father, but runs into the fox and the cat, who take him to the Field of Miracles to plant those coins as promised. Uh, but when he leaves, the fox and the cat take the coins and run. Pinocchio learns of the robbing and reports the cat and the fox to a local gorilla judge <laughs> who does not believe Pinocchio and sentenced him to four months in prison. What? <laughs> wow. Okay, hold up. I got a question. Okay. So, so this wooden boy is made by a person. Yes. But all these characters are animals. Yes. <laughs> okay. And the fairy's dead. <laughs> yes, and I guess they're cool with that was my first thought when I was reading the gorilla judge, a cat, and a fox. Like, okay. I was like, oh so, my gosh. So he starts off in the human world. Pretty much. Then, it's just like animals everywhere. <laughs> it gets crazier. But um he doesn't stay long as he is released early. He encounters a snake with a smoking tail who dies after bursting an artery from laughing at Pinocchio so hard. <laughs> And the snake laughed so hard he burst in an arm. Oh my god! <laughs> That's the real story. Who wrote this? Well, an Italian guy. Um, <laughs> Some Italian guy. Some Italian guy. I guess that's what happens when you don't have TV or <laughs> something to do. You just, this is what you come up with. And he is then picked up by a pigeon and dropped off in the ocean where he tries to save his dad, who is swallowed by a dogfish. He takes a ride from a dolphin to Busy Bee's Island. There he sees the fairy, who is about as old as his mom would be, and states that she will care for him, but he must go to school and behave, which he does, until he meets Chadwick. <laughs> and then turns into a donkey, where they smoke, and they have fun, and they do all this stuff, and then is sold into a circus. <laughs> he sprains his leg, and then is sold to a ringmaster who tries to drown him. And then when he comes back from the surface, or comes back to the surface, he sees a puppet. Pinocchio then dives into the dogfish's mouth where he finds Geppetto and they escape. Days later, they encounter the fox and the cat. The cat is now really blind. The fox has become thin, hairless, and even chopped off his tail for food. Months later, Pinocchio has worked hard and has saved money to buy himself a suit. He runs into the fairy who is sick and needs help. He gives her all of his money that he has and a snail that he met back on the island. That, your help. Here's a snail. Yeah. <laughs> and 30 shillings. <laughs> that night he is visited by the fairy who kisses him, and then he wakes up as a real boy. <laughs> so that is the story of Pinocchio. <laughs> a real story. And I cut out a lot, so there is a lot more that happens. I'm going to have to find this and read this now. Right. <laughs> and I did, okay, so it's written by Carlo Collati. Was that right? Um, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I guess I'm gonna have to read that book now. <laughs> it's nuts. Like it was just like I was reading it, and there were so many twists and turns and <laughs> lefts and rights. I was like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Um, but yeah, so that is the wackadoo story of Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> That's crazy. I die when I literally think about it. It's so crazy. Like how, but say, because also, because you'll see with like all of these stories, like, so how did Disney take this crazy ass tale and think, let's put it into a happy little cartoon? Like, I know, it's you like, isn't it? Like, if you, if you watch these Disney movies, though, there's still like some like, like, light dark stuff in there right but it's nothing like the no. original story and it does teach a moral it um, does so that was pretty interesting where the fox and the cat learn their lessons of being a brat and then he finally becomes a real boy and learns he can't be a little bastard <laughs> uh, so uh, next on the list um, is Beauty and the Beast 
which I oh yeah, that's the one that pops up too. That little photo of her yeah. on the beast. What the heck is going on there? It looks like he's a fucking boar. I'll tell you, that's what what happens there. Um, so the Disney version tells the story of a young, beautiful Belle who lives her life uh, with her singer singer. <laughs> I can't talk <laughs> with her single father in a small French village. She gets hit on by Gaston while longing for more. She attempts to save her father, meets a beast, eats a fabulous dinner, and falls in love with the beast who is transformed back to human by Belle's love. Um, the true story, I'm going to do the oldest version, which is written by Gabrielle Suzanne Barbeau de Villanove. Hopefully, my French is a little off. It's been, it's been a couple years. Um, and then the other two versions are very similar, except the beginning, which tells of the father doing other jobs. Um, but this one begins with a widower merchant who lives in a mansion with his six sons and six daughters. His youngest daughter, Beauty, is the prettiest of all his daughters. She's pure of heart, loving, and kind. On a stormy night, her father is robbed at sea by pirates, and they sink, the, they sink his ship, forcing his family to move into a small little country house. Beauty tries to make best of the situation, but her sisters think that she is insensible and make her do all the house chores. Their father hears that one of his ships has survived, so he sets back out into sea. Before leaving, he asks his children what they would like for from his voyage. The sons ask for weapons and horses to hunt. The older girls ask for jewelry and fine dresses. And Belle only asks that her father return safely. He insists that she needs something else, you know, like I want to get you a gift. And she asks him for a single rose because none of them grew this summer or spring. I think it was spring. So out on sea, another storm hits, and the merchant finds shelter in a mysterious building where he spends the night. Next morning, as he's leaving, he notices a rose garden and remembers Beauty's request. He begins to pluck a bouquet of roses when he is confronted by a hideous beast who warns him that stealing is punishable by death. <laughs> the merchant begs for his forgiveness and lets him know that he was just picking the roses for his daughter, and the beast says that he can give her the roses if he brings back Belle or Beauty as his wife or he will destroy his family. Oh. <laughs> Lovely. So the dad agrees. <laughs> oh, of course. I'm going to live here. Take my daughter. Right? Right. I got five more. Chill out, man. <laughs> yeah. When he arrives home, Beauty learns of her future and to keep her family safe, agrees to marry the Beast. When she arrives to the building the beast treats her to a nice dinner and every night he asks beauty to sleep with him and she denies <laughs> <laughs> one night a fairy appears and asks beauty why she won't sleep with the beast and she says i only like him as a friend um <laughs> <laughs> she's like, that's a nice she's way like, of putting it right she's like he's cool and all but like right, i mean it's that i don't really wanna <laughs> i don't wanna but otherwise, she's just like, hey, uh, why don't you uh, go sleep with him, huh? You know? Eh? <laughs> um, so she says she just likes him as a friend. The fairy warns her not to be deceived by appearances. After a month, she becomes homesick, and the beast allows her to go home for two months. One night, she has a hallucination that the beast is dead and hurries back to the building using the ring that he gave her. She arrives to find the beast dead in the corners, and she begins to feel bad about her decision to leave. She begins to cry and throws herself onto the beast and screams, I'm sorry, this is my fault. Suddenly, when those words are spoken, the beast transforms into a handsome prince of her dreams. He tells her he was cursed by a powerful enchantress who punished him for his selfishness and only true love could break the curse. They marry and live happily ever after. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's not too much to it. So it's the same. <laughs> that turned around. Well, except though. for like the whole sleeping with him. Well, That's I mean, pretty uh, like 
Well, obviously, but <laughs> for the most part. It's pretty, I remember it's there was one. Pretty accurate. I mean, it didn't seem like she put up much of a fight. Like, she was fine being friends with the dude. But, like, she was like, fine with like, it. So I think that's Until the only died, And then I guess she just felt like, oh no, right. I messed up. Like, I killed him. Maybe I really did like the guy like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just like him as a friend. And he goes and tells, like, Lumiere, like, I don't know, I mean, maybe I like him. Yeah, it, it's very similar. But I did, I remember, oh, it wasn't in this one. It might be in one of the other versions. But there was, like, one thing that really scared me. I had, like, this CD-ROM that told the original version of Beauty and the Beast. And at one point, the Beast, like, leaps out of a bush and I remember I was so scared by it <laughs> when I would walk by a bush at our house I was like, like <laughs> he gonna jump out of there uh, but it's not too bad it's still pretty different it's it's yeah it's very different where all the furniture <laughs> I mean, comes alive yeah, and everything <laughs> I like I like the Disney version better I do too it's all, more romantic all the singing teacups and you know <laughs> yes um, so that's all I have for the Disney versus the fairy tales. Christina, do you have any? Yeah, I've got, um, I will start with Cinderella. So in uh, the Disney version, um, there's a widowed gentleman that has a daughter. Uh, he remarries and the wife comes with two daughters of her own. Um, and then the man dies, so she's left with, uh, Cinderella is left with this evil stepmother who squanders the family fortune on her own two brat daughters, and they kind of force Cinderella into servitude. Um, the king uh, of the kingdom. <laughs> the, 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 the king of the kingdom. Is complaining to uh, his duke one day how his prince needs to you know hurry up and settle down and pop out those grandkids because you Get know he just can't uh, you know he needs those grandkids so they they plan a ball um, for every eligible maiden in the kingdom to attend uh, Cinderella's doing her chores one day the invitation comes she brings it to her stepmother and uh, stepmother reads it and stepsisters get all excited Cinderella gets all excited and. They make fun of her. They're like, you can't go. You know, who, who are you? You can't go. And the stepmother's like, no, no, hold on. Now, uh, if you get all your chores done and if you find something to wear, then sure, you can come. So she goes about her day and she goes up to her room and find her, finds her mother's beautiful dress that she's going to like upcycle and do all this nice stuff too. And But as soon as she gets started, those stepsisters are ringing their little bells and say, Cinderella, come do this. Cinderella, come do that. So of course she can't work on her dress. <laughs> and then she's got her nice little mousy friends that make her dress. Oh, Gus Gus, my so, heart. <laughs> after the end of the long day, she goes up to her room all sad, but then she, she sees the dress, so she gets dressed and she runs down. She's like, look, I can go now. And her stepsisters aren't having it, so they rip her dress to shreds. <sighs> and the three of them all leave, and Cinderella goes out running into the garden crying. And there she meets her fairy godmother, and bippity boppity boo, she's got the giant uh, pumpkin carriage and the horses and the footmen and this beautiful ball gown and she's off to the ball and fairy godmother says, now look, you have to be back by midnight. Spell's gonna be broken, you'll be back in your rags. So midnight, so she goes off. So back at the palace where the ball's going on, the, the prince is obviously like bored with all these basic bitches that he has to talk to. And then, basic right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, here comes this beautiful maiden that is Cinderella. So he rushes over to her, and um, they dance the night away, fall in love. And then, so beautiful. Ding dong, clock strikes 12. So she's like, oh, I gotta go. So she freaks out, she runs away, and she runs out of her shoe. So the next morning, the um, Duke goes around to every maiden in the land trying to fit the glass slipper because the prince will only marry the girl that fits the glass slipper. So he goes to the uh, Cinderella's house um, and the stepmother has locked Cinderella away because she um, suspects that it was Cinderella at the ball. So the Duke arrives and they put the slipper on the sister's feet, but of course they don't fit. 
um, and the little mousy friends have unlocked Cinderella from her room, so she comes running down the stairs, and she says, wait, I have the other slipper, and it fits her foot, and so she marries the prince and happily ever after the end. Yay! That was a little longer cliff notes, but <laughs> hopefully everyone has seen Cinderella. I'm sure everyone has seen Cinderella. You know the story. So. <laughs> but do you know the real story? The story. So this is a grim fairy tale, in case anyone didn't know that. Um, so much like the Disney version, um, there was a rich, a rich man whose wife got sick and died. But before she died, she told her daughter that she will always be looking down on her from heaven. Every day um, after her mother's death, the girl would visit her mother's grave. The mother died in the winter, and by that time, um, by the time that spring came around, the father had already remarried. So, like, rebounded quick, I guess. <laughs> She's only been doing a month. <laughs> uh, the new wife came with two daughters of her own, and all of them were horrible to the poor child like all of them like even the dad you'll you'll see so which is so messed up um they teased her and gave her rags to wear made her do all the chores um they would throw peas um like vegetable peas into the ashes and make her pick them out again (gasps) that's messed up and she had no bed to sleep in so she would curl up near the hearth um and she'd she'd get covered in the cinders and so that's why they call her Cinderella because she was always dirty and dusty. Aww, so Cinderella hurt. Cinderella is derogatory. It's not a pretty name. <laughs> <laughs> she bathed in ashes, guys. <laughs> uh, so one day the father was going to the fair and asked what he could bring the children. The stepsisters said that they wanted beautiful dresses and pearls and all that Cinderella asked for was the first branch that knocked across his hat on his way home so um, when the father came home he brought the gifts for the sisters and then there was a little twig that he gave to Cinderella and Cinderella ran out to her mother's grave and planted it and cried so much that her tears grow it into a tree and every day she sat under the tree and a little bird came and would grant Cinderella's wishes Um, one day there came orders that the king was holding a three-day festival and all the beautiful girls were to attend so that his son could take a bribe. Of course, the stepsisters were delighted and made Cinderella make them over. Um, she did as she was told, but was sad because she wanted to go too. She begged and begged, and then finally the stepmother said she had um, emptied a bowl of peas into the ashes, and if Cinderella could pick them up in two hours, then she could go with them. What a busy man. Come on, <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> So Cinderella called out the back door for help from some of the birds, and the birds came in and picked them all up within an hour, and they flew out the door again. Sorinda, Sorinda, <laughs> Cinderella shows her stepmother and was happy because she was expecting to be allowed to go to the festival. Right. But her stepmother's like, um, no, you don't have any clothes and you can't dance. And so Cinderella began to cry and then her stepmother's like okay 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 if you can pick up two bowls of peas in one hour then you can come with us and so again uh, Cinderella asks for help from the birds and the birds get them all picked up within half an hour and she goes to the stepmother and again the stepmother's like nope you have nothing to wear and you can't dance we're ashamed of you and so they just leave her um Cinderella ran to her mother's grave and cried under the tree. She said, uh, shiver and quiver, little tree, silver and gold throw down over me. And the bird threw down a gold and silver dress and slippers made of silk and silver. She quickly dressed and raced to the festival. The stepmother and stepsisters uh, saw this beautiful young maid, but they had no idea that it was Cinderella. The prince approached her and they danced and he wouldn't dance with no other maiden and he would not let Cinderella out of her sight. They danced until evening and then Cinderella wanted to go home. Um, the prince wanted to accompany her but she's like no I'm, I'm gonna go so she runs away from him and she jumps into a pigeon house. Oh wow. <laughs> it's, it's what it says I don't know. Um, the prince approached Cinderella's father and her father suspected that it could be Cinderella. So then they cut the house to pieces, but then no one's in there. 
when Weird. yeah when everyone gets home from the festival they find Cinderella laying among the ashes sleeping so the next day when they all go out again to the festival because remember it's a three-day festival um, she goes out to the tree again and calls to the bird and this time the bird gives her an even more beautiful dress so the prince sees her again and again they dance and he won't let her out of his sight and and when she wanted to go home at the end of the night she climbs a pear tree to escape him she and has some <laughs> like <laughs> muscles or something <laughs> the the prince again found her father and they chopped down the tree but no one's in it so she's disappeared they can't find her she's quick dude <laughs> she's quick <laughs> and again when everyone comes home she is asleep in the ashes so on the third day after everyone had gone cinderella goes out to the garden and this time the bird gives her the most beautiful dress of all and a pair of golden slippers she gets to the ball and again her and the prince dance dance and the prince is like you know what you're gonna leave me again so i'm gonna pour this pitch all over the stairs so that way when you run away you'll sh your shoe will get stuck so that's what happens she runs away and loses a shoe so the next day, um, he took the shoe to his father and he's like, I'm not marrying anyone but the lady that fits the slipper. So he uh, goes to the um, Cinderella's house and the sisters, of course, try on the slipper. The first sister's foot was too big because her big toe would not fit in it. So her mom gives her a knife and says, here, cut off your toe, then it'll fit. Oh my goodness. So she cuts off her toe and puts her foot in the slipper and it fits. No. And she's like grinning and bearing it because she wants to marry that prince. She's like, oh, you're so handsome. So they get in their carriage and they're, they're, they're driving down, but they pass under the tree and the birds say, turn and peep, turn and peep. There's blood within the shoe. The shoe is too small for her. The true bride waits for you. So the prince takes her back. <laughs> And the second yeah, you want to explain this to me? <laughs> She's like, like, I think there's a you, lot in this house. <laughs> you are not the one. So he goes back, and then the second sister um, tries to put it on, but her heel is too big to fit in the shoe. Oh, oh my god! So <laughs> her mother gives her the knife, and she cuts off her heel, and her foot fits in the shoe. How can you even walk after that? <laughs> Pain is beauty. <laughs> so again, they leave, and again the birds go. Uh uh uh. So they she take, doesn't have a heel. So they t he takes her back, and he goes, "Have you any other daughter?" And see, this is where I said the father was a bastard as well because he says, "No, there is a little stunted kitchen wench which my late wife left behind her, but she can't possibly be the bride." What? An what? asshole! I ain't got no daughter. That's a kitchen wench. <laughs> she just kind of dropped her off one day. The prince demanded to see her, but the stepmother protested, saying that she's much too dirty and can't be seen. But the prince insisted. So Cinderella came and tried the shoe, and of course, it fit perfectly. Um, uh, so they wrote. They rode off to the castle, and the stepmother and stepsisters were like enraged and. Uh, how dare she? So the wedding came, and the sisters are trying to get into Cinderella's good favor because, like, hey, help a sister out, you know? <laughs> hey, how about that money? But the birds are like, nope, and swoop down and peck out all their eyes. Oh, my. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore. For their wickedness and falsehood, the end. I was like, oh. <laughs> I should have had that in my wedding. <laughs> Oh, wow, that was nuts. Cutting off her big toe for a prince can you to fit the shoe. Can you imagine your shoe won't fit? Your mom's like, nope, you don't need it. You don't need that toe. Just cut it Just off. Cut it off. Oh, man. I don't know, mom, this is size five. You don't need those toes. They're not important. Oh, man. I mean, I guess at least it was good for her. She kind of got her. It's a bit gruesome, but nothing happened to her. Kind of right. 
you know? They did have it coming. They had a they, they did the rude. dirty work. They did what yeah, no one else was brave enough to do. The bird the birds were the true heroes of the story. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't messing with Cindy today. <laughs> See, I don't know why, but I for some reason I thought there was like a story where like Cinderella like died or something. I don't know why I thought that, but that's there where I thought it was There's going. There's a lot of versions. And I was, like, another, I was like, is she going There are so many Grimm stories. Like, I was telling Crystal, like, we, we could probably do, like, a whole episode on, like, just Grimm stories. Because right. just the titles alone on some of these are what? Like, there's one called The Girl With No Hands. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think I know that one. <laughs> um, I, I have a Grimm's fairy book. Um, the, the stories that that I I, re- I had to read them online because I don't know where my book is, but I have it, so I'm going to have to find it and, like, read these stories. <laughs> oh, I agree. Oh, and then what's the one that, like, can't tell secrets or, or she can't tell who she is because she has that ribbon? Oh, the, the ribbon, girl. yeah, because they're like, oh, why do you have the ribbon on your neck? And she's like, well, I can't tell you. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, I want to see what your neck looks like. Yeah, like, she gets married, and the guy's like, I want to see what your neck looks like. And she goes, no, you can't take it off. And he goes, if I want to see. And then, like, one night, he just, like, does it. He takes it off, but it's, like, the only thing holding her head onto her body, so her head just falls off. What? Clunks off to the ground. What? Yeah. She just, yeah. It's a fairy tale. Oh, my gosh. We'll have to do that for a few (laughs) seconds. We will. We will. All right, so my second story is Snow White, um, one of my favorite princesses, actually. Um, but before I start that, um, a story back at uh, Disney World, when we went to Disney World, um, my friend, she said, you got to tell about the, the, the restaurant. So um, we I forget which park it was in, but there was this, like, 50s-themed mm-hmm. diner. So we went. We're like, oh, this will be cool. It was like straight TV dinner. Oh, what they fed you? Mm, that sounds disgusting. And the waitress was like your mom. She was like coming around and she's like, "You have to eat your vegetables. You can't have any dessert until you finish all your dinner." And we both had milkshakes. We're like, "Um, excuse me." <laughs> like <laughs> they were laying it on thick. We're like, "What the hell?" <laughs> oh, that would annoy me. Like, I just wanted the aesthetic. I didn't want the yeah, whole, like, especially when you're experience. paying $20 a plate for a TV dinner. Are you oh. kidding me? Oh, that would, it would infuriate me. Yeah. Like, oh, I want a tea, like, or turkey dinner or whatever. And then you get, like, that thin, like, hella sliced turkey that they have oh. and that gravy yeah, and, like, exactly. watery like, mashed potatoes. And you're like, mm, yum. <laughs> we were so mad when we got out of there. I would be furious if that happened to me. Like, well, we're never doing this again. No, that was stupid. <laughs> so I just had to throw that in there real quick because oh, I was thinking about you that. Poor girls. <laughs> I really wish I could remember what park it was at. If you know, if you've been, let me know. Yeah, tell us what park it was. <laughs> Send us your Disney dining experiences. <laughs> I think the only one I had was a bird landed on our, like, really close to our table. And I was like, oh, this bird's really close. <laughs> oh, when we went to Disneyland with my grandparents, they did, we did do um, the breakfast with the characters. And it was yeah. the Winnie the Pooh. Oh. It was so cute. My, my little, my littlest uh, cousin, she uh, liked Eeyore. So she went up and she hugged Eeyore. Oh, heart. <laughs> that was fun, but. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Any hoosers. Start talking about all this stuff and it sparks another one and another one. And <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, back to it. So, <laughs> uh, Snow White. Um, so, in the Disney version, uh, there's a little princess named Snow White, and her wicked stepmother, the queen, is jealous of her beauty. So, she dresses her in rags and forces her to be a maid. Uh, every day the queen would ask her magic mirror magic mirror on the wall who is the fairest one of all and the mirror would always answer you are the fairest of them all one day the queen said to the mirror who's the fairest of them all and the mirror says you know what despite her rags and everything it's little snow white and so she gets pissed because she's super vain and super jealous and so (laughs) she orders her huntsman to take 
the princess out into the forest and kill her and bring her back her heart in a box. So the huntsman brings Snow White into the, out into the forest, but he actually has a conscience and he can't bring himself to kill her. So he just tells her that the queen is crazy and he wants her dead, so run away and never come back. So she runs crying through the forest, forest all scared and frightened and then her little woodland animal friends lead her to a little cottage. She goes in the cottage and sees it's filled with tiny little stuff and she thinks that a bunch of children live there and she sees that the place is a total pigsty so she decides to clean it up and hope that they let her stay and at the end of the day she's so tired so she goes upstairs and takes a nap. The dwarves come home and they see someone's been in her house and they find Snow White asleep in their beds. She wakes up and she realizes that it's not little kids, it's seven little men. And she explains that her mother's crazy, stepmother is crazy, was trying to kill her and asks if she can stay because she can clean and cook. And as soon as they hear that she can cook, they're like, oh yeah, you could stay. You can always stay. Make yourself at home. <laughs> so, so meanwhile, back at the castle, the queen asks her mirror, who's the, who's the fairest of them all, and he goes, you know what? You done been played. You're holding the heart of a pig. So she gets pissed, <laughs> and she goes down into her dungeon lair and makes a potion to disguise herself, and she makes a poison apple, and she goes out to get revenge on Snow White. Uh, back at the cottage the next morning, the dwarves head out to their mine and they tell Snow White, you know, be careful, the queen's full of witchcraft and she's sneaky, so don't let any strangers in the house. So naturally, when the Wicked Queen comes around in disguise, Snow White brings her inside because the animals attack her and she feels bad for her. Oh my goodness. So, uh... Oh, so the queen says, okay, so for your kindness, I'm going to give you this magic wishing apple. One bite and all your dreams will come true. So Snow White makes a wish for her prince and takes a bite and falls down dead. Dwarves come home and see the queen leaving the cottage. So they chase her up the mountain and lightning karmas her ass and breaks her ledge that she's standing on. She falls to her death. And the dwarves go running back to the cottage, find Snow White dead. They can't bring themselves to bury her, so they put her in a glass coffin. And meanwhile, the prince hears of the maiden in the glass coffin, so he finds her and bestows upon her true love's first kiss, which breaks the spell. Snow White awakens, and she and the prince ride off to his castle and live happily ever after the end. So it was a nice thing. It was a nice. It was a nice little story Not there. Get end. into that bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice thing that I did. Okay. <laughs> Just wait. Oh yeah. So the Grimm's version again. This is a Grimm's. <laughs> this is a Grimm's fairy tale. If y'all don't know that. So, um, it starts off with um, there once was a queen who sat at her ebony window sewing. As the snow was falling down outside, she pricked her finger and blood trickled down onto the snow, and she thought to herself, I would like a child as white as snow, as red as blood, and as black as the wood of the window. Naturally, like, why wouldn't you? That's what I'm going to do. I'd be like, I want my daughter. <laughs> like a taco. <laughs> so soon after, she does have a little daughter who was just as she wished, and she named her Snow White. After the child was born, the queen died. A year had passed, and the king remarried. The woman was beautiful, but very vain and jealous, and anyone who, uh, jealous of anyone who was better looking than she was. Every day, she stood in front of her looking glass and asked, looking glass, looking glass on the wall, who, is, who in this land is the fairest of all? And the looking glass would always answer, Thou, O queen, art the fairest of all. And she was satisfied. But one day, when the princess was seven... <laughs> oh, no! Seven years old... <laughs> Ew! <laughs> I had no idea that Snow White was more than a toddler. Are you kidding me? I know that in the Disney version, she's like 15. 
which I mean doesn't make it any better, but like no. she's the youngest but, Disney okay, princess. Okay, just I just had to stress that stress that. Seven. Seven years old. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. One day when the princess was seven, <laughs> the queen asked her looking glass, Who's the fairest in the land? And uh it answered um that Snow White is the fairest. So the queen grew jealous and called the huntsman to take the child away to the forest, kill her and bring me her lung and liver so that I may eat them. Oh, oh she's seven years old though. She hasn't even hit puberty and like this mirror's like, I don't know, this girl's, she's looking good. Yeah, so the huntsman took the child to the forest and upon drawing his knife, she began to cry, he begged and uh, she begged and said she would run away to the forest and never return. She was so beautiful that the huntsman took pity on her and let her run away. A bear came running by, so the huntsman stabbed it and cut out its lung and liver to take to the queen. <laughs> and the queen cooked them and ate them, believing that they were that of Snow White. This bear's just minding his own business, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, poor little I wonder bear. what's going on over here. Slice. Justice for the bear. Right. Me, Bring the bear back. <laughs> Meanwhile, the queen queen's like, mm, lung and liver from a child. <laughs> That'll make me beautiful. I don't like that she's seven. <laughs> this makes it worse. The child ran away, uh, ran a long way as she could until she saw a cottage. She went in to rest. Inside the cottage, she saw everything was small. Upon the tiny table, seven little plates and seven little mugs. Against the wall stood seven little beds. She was tired and hungry and took a little nibble from each plate so as not to eat an entire one meal. Uh, when she was done, she laid on the beds and prayed and fell asleep. When it was dark, the owners of the cottage came home. They were seven dwarves who dug in the mountains. They found someone had been eating from their plates, and then they found little Snow White asleep in the beds. She was a lovely child, and they let her sleep. In the morning, Snow White woke and was frightened by the dwarves, but they were friendly. She told them how she came to their house. Her stepmother tried to have her killed, so she ran away. The dwarves told her that if she took care of the house and cooked and cleaned, then she could stay and she would want for nothing. So she stayed with them. In the morning, She's seven, though. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, if everyone can remember that this is a seven-year-old child. <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> so she did stay with them. Um, in the morning, when the dwarves uh, left her the mountains, they warned her to beware of her stepmother and let no one in the house. Meanwhile, the queen, believing that she had eaten the lung and liver of the child, <laughs> asked her looking glass, who was the fairest of them all? And then again, the mirror answered, Snow White, she's hiding out with them dwarves. Oh, he ran it around. <laughs> <laughs> she knew then that the huntsman had betrayed her and that Snow White was alive. She decided to take matters into her own hands, so she disguised herself as an old peddler woman selling silk laces. She arrived at the cottage, and little Snow White was weary, but the old woman showed her how beautiful the goods were. She allowed the old woman to tie her new laces, but she tied them so tightly that the princess could not, down, could not breathe, and she dropped down dead. Then the queen ran away. When the dwarves came home, they found Snow White lying on the ground. They saw that she was laced too tightly, so they cut the laces, and she began to breathe again. When they heard what had happened, they told her that that was no peddler woman, that it was the queen, and to be more careful when we're not with you. They're like, hey, now, you stop it. <laughs> this was a one-time thing. So, again, back at the castle, Queen, you know, a little proud of herself, says, Hey, Mirror, who's the fairest? Mirror says, Snow White, she's alive. She's like, damn it. So, she, <laughs> this time, <laughs> jokes on you, <laughs> decides, decides to use a little witchcraft, and she makes a poisonous comb, and she puts on a different disguise and heads to the cottage. And this time, when Snow White 
uh, sees her, she says, I, I can't let anyone in here. Uh, but the woman pulled out the comb and showed it to her. And she's like, but look, it's so pretty. You want to look through the door? I just want to brush your hair. And she offered to comb the girl's hair properly. And as soon as she uh, put the comb in her hair, the poison took effect and the girl fell down dead. Queen ran away. <laughs> so does it twice now. Twice now. Drop dead. When the dwarves uh, come home and find her, um, they're like searching like what happened and they see the comb. So they take the comb out of her hair and Snow White wakes up and they're like, look, what do we tell you? Don't do this again. <laughs> Like, are you trying to die? <laughs> are you trying to make me mad? Never open the door to anyone. So, back at the castle, again, can we guess what's happening? The queen's like, yo, mirror, who's the fairest? And the mirror's like, Snow White, she's still alive. And now she's really pissed. So, she dusts off her, her witchcraft again. And makes a poison apple and goes back to the cottage. When she gets to the cottage, um, Snow White says, I can't let anyone in. The woman uh, offers the apple and uh, the princess said no, but the woman cut it in half for only the cheek was poisoned and not the inside. So the, the queen took a bite Snow White saw her, took a bite, so then she took a bite. She took a bite, she fell down dead. <laughs> and so, satisfied, the queen again left the cottage. This time, as soon as she got home, she's like, look, am I the fairest yet? And the mirror's like, yeah, you are, she's dead. So the dwarves come home and find her. And they... Can you imagine what they're thinking? They're like, ah, oh, damn, not again. <laughs> Like, how many times do we have to tell her to quit, like, opening the door? Uh, so this time, they can't find any way to revive her. So they're like, you know what? Yeah, she's dead. But she, they cannot bring themselves to bury her because she still looked like she was alive. So they placed her in a glass coffin and always kept watch. And she stayed in the coffin. It says, a long time. Does not specify how long. <laughs> By this time, she's like 24 hours. Which, like. <laughs> which I'm going to stress this point that it says long time, but how long is long time? Because, anyway, let's continue. So, she, <laughs> <Lovely> long time. <laughs> she stays in the coffin a long time, but did not change. She appeared to be asleep. She remained white as snow, red as blood, and black as ebony. They're like, man, this five minutes has been the longest five minutes of our lives. <laughs> See, this is why I want to know how long. <laughs> because <laughs> one day the prince is riding through the forest uh-huh. and sees the coffin. And he asks the dwarves to let him have it. <laughs> well, like, is she still seven? That's what I want to know. Like, it doesn't say. He sees this coffin with a dead girl in it. It's like, I must have this. I Can want I have that this? coffin. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. But the dwarves say no. <laughs> but he's like, you don't understand. I need that coffin. She's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I can't live without her. She will be, I will cherish her. Oh, my heart. So they're like, okay, here. <laughs> Well, if you put it that way. <laughs> well, since you asked nicely, I guess you can. <laughs> As the coffin was being carried away by his servants, they stumbled over a tree stump and dropped it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she's just rolling around in there. I just, imagine, I just imagine, like, they're carrying her on a cliff and they drop it and she's just, like, rolling down a hill. <laughs> Ella's dead still. <laughs> Upon falling, the piece of poison apple came out of Snow White's throat. And oh, she that goes, was doing it, huh? Yeah, so she, she, she was just choking. It wasn't the poison, it was that she was choking <laughs> She's just it. endlessly choking. <laughs> She's been choking for months now. <laughs> so she opened her eyes and sat up, and yeah, she was alive. So naturally, she goes, where am I? And the prince says, you are here with me. 
um, and I love you more than anything. Come with me to the palace and you shall be my wife. Just like that, huh? Just like that. So she goes with him. Oh, God. <laughs> She's like, <"Sure."> okay. <laughs> and they get married and their wedding was of grand splendor. And unaware of this, the queen, because she has this daily habit of mirror, mirror, am I still hot shit? Um, she asked, she asked the mirror and the mirror's like, nope, Snow White's alive and she's the fairest. So the wicked queen is furious. And at first she refuses to go to the wedding, but she just can't believe it. And she can't help herself. So she goes to the wedding. To I have see, to see this with my own eyes. <laughs> she sees Snow White. And then when she gets found out, um, they force her to put on red hot iron shoes and dance until she drops dead. Oh my goodness! The end. This, uh, the end? Yeah. <laughs> no, so that's it? She like really dies now? No, the queen. No, the queen. The oh, queen, the queen! The queen was punished oh. for the red hot shoes. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, <laughs> in that game. <laughs> until she just. Oh man, could you imagine just being her and you're like, uh uh, you tried to kill me three times. It's your turn now. Dance with red hot shoes until you dropped it. That's just great. Like, what kind of what kind of vendetta can you have against a child? I mean, I don't know. A seven year old. Oh, who got married? Who did nothing to you? Is just better looking than you? Come no, on. it was a different time back Relax. then. I guess. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that was great. That was so funny. That was the story of Snow White. <laughs> She's like, she's like evil. resilient. <laughs> oh, poor Snail. Um, wow, that was a, uh, that was good. That was a good one. I like that one. I think uh, Pinocchio and uh, Snow White have it for tonight. <laughs> They're pretty nuts. I agree. Pinocchio is like, effort. Like, that one's just like, what is happening and why is it happening? That's like, what, what I'm saying. The- it's so nuts. At first, well, you went first and then I'm listening to you and I'm like, I don't know if mine are, you know, on the same level. But I would say Snow White is definitely. <laughs> Snow White is. That's pretty crazy how she died, like, three times. And I, then the prince is like, I need that coffin so here, now. Here, here's, I can't get over the fact that she's seven. The only, right. The only reason I could think of why she, why she's so young is because I'm sure, like, I don't know exactly when these were written. But I'm sure it was probably written during a time where you died at, like, 30. Right. Seven-year-old. Seven is the 22. Right? Right? So so she's seven. The queen wants to kill her and eat her. She eats her lung and liver. Chill, Jeffrey Dahmer. And then she's dead in the coffin. We don't know for how long. Right. And then the prince comes along and is like, oh my god, I love you. Yeah. Are you still a child? Are you 15? Are you 22? How old are you? I need And how you. old is this prince? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the prince is also seven. <laughs> I'm seven too. I was just on a nice little ride. Yeah, when you when you think about it that way, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, who was writing this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was... <laughs> now I need to know how old the prince was. Was he, like, 20 or was he, like... Seven two. That's so cool. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I can't believe I stumbled upon you dead in the forest. That's great. <laughs> um, so I think that uh, wraps up our fairy tale or scary tale Disney version. Um, go ahead and follow us on Facebook or. All right, so I think that uh, wraps up our scary tale versus fairy tale, uh, the Disney version. That was a fun one. That was. You really guys fun. tell us tell us which one was your favorite. I think I think Pinocchio by far. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's way not what you think it would be. <laughs> uh, go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Corner Combos. Um, Follow us on Instagram as well for Corner Combos Podcast, I believe it is. 
Uh, we do have a Gmail, Christina, don't we? Cornerconvospodcast at gmail.com. Um, all this will be posted in the show notes so you guys can find that and follow us. And um, don't forget our uh, fall bag giveaway. Yes, our fall grab bag giveaway over on Instagram exclusively. There's only a couple more weeks left, so head over to Instagram and find those posts and enter to win and play along with us and maybe you can win some fun fancy fall prizes and um, i think that's it ladies until next time bye, bye.